By the grace of God, this morning, I'm bringing a message as a follow-up on a message or two messages I have preached in the past two weeks. Especially in the times that we live in. We live in a period where the world has suffered a global pandemic. And as a result, one of the effects of this global pandemic is that men and women are admonished to stay home as much as possible if they have nothing doing out there. And as a result, many companies, many businesses have also decided to be operating online and as much as possible do rotation with their staff so that they don't crowd in one place at the same time to avoid the spread of COVID-19. Some have even downsized and by that they have laid off some workers and some are even paying their staff half the amount of the salary they used to take monthly. So you can imagine the times that we live in. It's not pleasant, especially if you are a father or a mother, a parent taking care of children, have to have to take care of bills. Even though the government of Ghana um, intends or has intended to take care of um, electricity and water bill, it doesn't reflect so much in the economy and the pockets of people. And so these are not pleasant times. And yet in the midst of these times, the Lord gave us a message two weeks ago to practice what I call Christian salutations. And we said that Christian salutations had to do with is an expression of greeting, goodwill, or courtesy by word, gesture, or ceremony. I may not have to go into the detail of that, that, that message. It's available on our podcast. It's available on Facebook. It's available even on Online Radio playing around the clock. And then the following Sunday, which was last Sunday, I brought a message. Remember the poor. As a follow-up, if we're going to practice Christian salutations based on that message, we must remember the poor. And we define the poor as the one who is lacking material possessions, one who lacks a normal or adequate supply of something specified. And here, we zeroed in on money. One who lacks a normal or adequate supply of money. The times that we live in, if you don't have adequate supply of money, chances are that you will find yourself wanting and it can be frustrating. Somebody say, what is money? Money, somebody has rightly defined it as the reward for solving a problem. I want you to have that definition at the back of your mind as we go into today's message. Money is what? The reward for solving a problem. In other words, if no problem is solved by you, you don't have that reward. So, before we go into today's message, whilst we are all home as much as possible to avoid the spread of COVID-19, you got to ask yourself, what problem am I solving or what problem can I solve that can bring that reward called money? Because you need it. For the fact that we are asked to stay home doesn't mean you stay home doing nothing, which I'll show you from the scriptures. So please, we are supposed to stay home, but some way, somehow, by the grace of God and by the wisdom of God, you must find something to do or a problem to solve that will still bring you reward for money. Do you agree with me? Please, if you agree with me, then let's go into today's message, which I've titled, Find Work to do find work to do and the first set of scripture we're going to look at is Ephesians chapter 4 Ephesians 4 verse 28 let me read from the new King James and then I can just pick it from the King James as well Ephesians 4 28 the new King James says let him who stole still no more or still no longer that's the new king james but rather let him labor 
working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give him who has need ever read a verse of scripture let him who stole steal no more in other words if before you got born again if before you met Jesus if before you believed the gospel you were a thief and by that you were stealing stealing can be in many many forms mind you it can be the one that takes arms and then goes to a neighborhood goes to a company goes to a bank goes to any place where he believes he can get money and goes to threaten the people with the arms and sometimes even kill people so that he can take and there are those who also don't take arms but they use the knowledge of the pen and the knowledge of their um, education to do what we will call under invoicing over invoicing adding zeros or subtracting zeros just to you know misrepresent facts as far as the business is concerned so that he or she can make some money that is also stealing is that okay so stealing doesn't have to do with just directly going to take the item sometimes under invoicing i won't say sometimes under invoicing over invoicing is also stealing in other words you are not sincere so let him who stole steal no longer so if that was your life before you got converted if that was your life before you got born again god says don't do that again am i communicating somebody if you are stealing to make a living god says don't do that again but beyond stealing let's look at other facts he says let him who stole steal no longer but rather let him labor somebody say oh then all labor is labor all work is work since i must eat but let's find out what scripture says here let him labor working with his hands i believe apostle paul used hands because the world had not advanced in his time some 2000 years ago as it has advanced now in our 21st century www.com generation we don't only work with our hands we also work with our heads we work with our hearts we provide services we not only provide goods we also provide services apostle paul himself you will discover from other scriptures we will read that he was a tent maker apart from preaching the gospel planting churches as an apostle sent to the gentiles he decided that he will work with his own hands make tents and sell it to people and by that he made money and took care of himself as well as his companions and he said he did that as an example to the other believers that they should not be idle but they should take care of themselves as well as others to support the weak hallelujah we'll read this, these scriptures in the course of the service he said let him who stole still no longer but rather let him labor working with his hands so in our time we, you may not only work with your hands you may work with an idea you may work with you know a service you may you may work with even the computer you may work with uh, an online you know supply of something somewhere somehow the nature of work in our time is definitely different from the nature of work as far as the um, uh, first century AD is concerned and yet ultimately your hand or your your life will be involved in the work but let me clarify the kind of work apostle paul was talking about here he says let him rather but rather let him labor working with his hands what is good i want you to take note of that phrase maybe i can read from the king james then you can get it better the king james puts it in a very wonderful way the king james says let him that stole steal no more 
but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, the thing which is good, the thing which is good. So if the thing is not good, then it doesn't qualify as work. As an example that I gave, arm robbery, you take arms. It's not good. It doesn't bring good to the society. It doesn't bring good and well-being to others. So that is that cannot be called work. Let him that store still no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hand the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. That's the King James. So I just wanted to see that it's not just what is good, but the thing which is good. So you may, you may begin to ask yourself, as we stay home in this global pandemic, I must certainly find work to do. What is that good thing that I can do? What is that good solution I can bring to a problem in the times that we live in so that it can bring reward of money? Because you need it. It is part of the Christian calling. And I'll show you the scriptures very soon. Please, are you, are you following? Let him that stole still no more. I, I remember so many years ago, I happened to counsel a lady. And she was involved in a trade, which we, according to what we are reading, we will not call the thing which is good. You see, my message is basically addressing believers here. Because if you are not a believer in Christ Jesus, chances are that you may not embrace this message. You see, the conviction of the armed robber to take arms and go and steal is because his conscience tells him that why should I be suffering whilst others are enjoying? And to him, stealing or killing so that he can take from those people who have is, is okay. But that is not good because that person's conscience is dead and therefore cannot understand that he ought not to do that. So my message today, if you are not born again and you are listening, I pray that the message will rather convict you so that you will change your mind and you will have a good and a clear conscience to do what is good and what is right in the sight of God. But basically, I'm addressing believers who must practice Christian salutations and in the midst of Christian salutations, we must also remember the poor like we saw last Sunday. How Apostle Paul took, you know, goods and property and materials from the church that was in in Greece, right? Macedonia and send it to the to the Jewish poor Christians because they realized that if they had benefited from their spiritual uh, input, they also need to supply their material needs. That is what Christian family is all about. Hand go, hand come. But to balance the message, this morning the Lord is telling us that we should also find work to do. I'm going to do some teaching so kindly follow and you appreciate the message today. Glory be to God. So this lady I'm talking about who I counseled so many years ago was involved in a trade, in a vocation which you and I will not call good because she had to sell her body to men who have to satisfy her or maybe the men rather will come and satisfy themselves sexually and then they will pay money to her and she believed that so long as she didn't have any job to do and particularly she had a sick mother and she had two children a boy and a girl to take care of and therefore as far as she's or she was concerned that was the only job she could do to get money to take care of she was even asking me do you know the amount of medication i have to you know buy for my mom every week spending so much and i have electricity bill to pay i have water bill to pay i'm even due to pay my rent and the children are even back from 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 school she had every justification of her vocation child of god if it is not good it is not good and i'm glad that we are living in a society where even government Without even scripture, government can tell us that this is good, this is not good. For instance, we are all living in a society where government, I mean, encourages and now even uh, mandates by police posts that you must wear your face and nose mask wherever you go. It is good to help curb the spread of COVID-19. 
But you cannot say that, oh, I'm a believer. By faith and by his stripes, I'm healed. So I can, I can choose to disobey government instruction. No, Romans 13 does not admonish us to do that. We are, we are, we are good Christians. And a, a true Christian, a good Christian, is a good citizen. Are you there? So we will obey all these things. What I'm trying to say is that your conscience, without even the word of God, your conscience will always tell you that this is good. It is for the moral good of society. It is for the moral good of and the benefit of others. If the thing is not going to benefit anybody, nor yourself, then it is not good. So let's define work within the context of the thing which is good. Let's define labor. I'm going to show you some scripture. For instance, Ecclesiastes 9.10. Let me show you. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says something. And somebody will say that, okay, then whatever I find my hand to do, Whatever my hand finds to do, I'll do it. But we are defining work in the context of the thing which is good. Ecclesiastes 19, let me read it. He says in the New King James Version, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Whatever your hand finds to do. Somebody will now misquote and misinterpret scripture and say that Bible says whatever my hand finds to do. So I, I have found arms. So I'm going to shoot and kill and get money. No. Scripture answers scripture. There's no scripture that stands alone. Any scripture that stands alone can never be a doctrine. That's what Bible says. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you cannot rightly divide the word of truth, you will misapply scripture and hurt yourself. Because the word of God is a double-edged sword. It cuts here and it cuts there. And sometimes when you think that you have found something that you can use, you may be cutting yourself and you don't know. Am I communicating? So, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with that might. Must be looked at in the light of the thing which is good. So we can say, whatever your hand finds to do, which is good, is for the moral good of society. It will it will solve a problem. It will not create problems. If you go and do prostitution, you may get the money, but you can create problems. Who knows that the man that you are going to sleep with already has COVID nineteen? I was surprised when I drove through town just recently. Initially during the lockdown. I couldn't see any of those people in the streets. But just last week, I was driving through town and they had reassembled. I said, wow. <laughs> they have come back because the lockdown has been lifted. And they must find job. They must find a man. What about if that man that you find to sleep with is carrying COVID-19? Are you not spelling your death and your doom? That money that you are looking for. Can it, can it solve the problem of COVID-19 where we have not found the true vaccine yet? Where people are dying all over the world? So if it is not good, it is not good. If it is not for the moral good of society, not for yourself, not for others who are around you, it is not good. Period. Glory be to God. Alright. So, what are we saying? Let him who stole still no longer, but let him labor labor, labor working with his hands you can also work with your head you can also work with ideas but the bottom line is that it must be good and must do good to society it must solve a problem it must not create a problem I remember when we were very very young, very very young I don't think I'd even gone to you know some of us went to middle school before we did common entrance, I'd not even gone to middle school but as young as primary school those times we used to have a, a full station called mobile. We would get up and go and sweep the compound of that mobile station so we will get money because the manager will pay after you have swept. Um, Zoom Lion and Co. had not come around. They were not around in those days. I'm talking about in the 80s. Okay? They were not around. So we will go and sweep mobile and sweep the environment, the streets, and then the manager of that mobile station will pay, will give us money, and that's the money, and I'm talking about dawn hours, and that's the money with which we'll pocket and go to school. Wait. It was something that was good. It helped the mobile station. 
to keep the environment clean. What am I saying? I'm trying to say that if it means joining Zoom Lion in these times to help clean the street so they can get your daily bread, do it. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, Pastor, but what are you saying? Go and join Zoom Lion at this time. Is it not solving a problem? It's better than what I'm going to show you. Proverbs 14, 23. Proverbs 14, 23. Let me show you that scripture. Shara and Dezei Profarababa. Proverbs 14, 23. Says, from the New King James again, In all labor, there is profit. Listen, if you are doing a labor and there's no profit, then that's not labor. And here, we are still looking at labor in the context or within the context of the thing that is good. In all labor, there is profit. Then he said, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. Idle chatter. What is idle chatter? Sitting down and just talking. Whilst we are home, this is the time many people have found themselves talking on phone for hours because they say we should stay home. Idle chatter leads only to poverty. Am I communicating? Spending all the time just flipping through channels on television from one channel to the other. Why don't you have an idea that I'm going to create a program that me too people can also watch me on television instead of watching everybody on television channel from one channel to the other. Let me read from the King James. Proverbs 1423, you will hear that one. In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tendeth only to penury. The talk of the lips, talking and talking. I'll show you a scripture. The Bible calls them busy bodies. Busy bodies. There's a difference between busy bodies and busyness. When you are doing a work, finding a work that is good and is bringing profit, is bringing money, is bringing reward for your for your solving that problem, it is called busyness. But when you are only talking and it's not bringing any profit, it is called busy bodying. You're only busy body. And we must balance the message. If you are saying we should remember the poor, why should you always put yourself at the position of the poor? Yes, Jesus said that the poor will always have with us. But you must graduate from being referred to as the poor, one who lacks material possession, to the place where you can also be a giver. And I'll show you the scripture very soon. Find work to do. You. All right. In all labor, Proverbs 14, 23 again, he says, in all labor, there is profit. In all labor, there is profit. In all labor, so long as that labor is within the context of that which is good, there is profit. Find something. If it's just a, if it's, it means, you know, we are all home and the electricity that has been given us free, government says he's taking 50%. That 50%, why don't you just prepare some ice blocks, okay? And look for some people who sell things with ice block and sell it to them. And make money out of it. Instead of allowing the electricity to just be using it for just chilling your, your home, either your AC or letting the fan just, you know, blow air or watching television 24-7 because government has taken 50% of electricity. So you say you watch television 24-7 and talk and talk and talk. If that talk will bring profit, glory be to God. But when you realize that this talk has gone one hour, two hours, three hours, and there is no profit, child of God, you better cut off that call because it's not going to help you. Yes, we are staying home, but it doesn't mean you should be idle. Idle chatter leads only to poverty. Don't make yourself poor. You can be rich. God has given us, all of us, ideas. And those ideas are on the inside. And here again, this is where I believe in speaking in tongues. Because when we speak in tongues, we stare ideas. I'm telling you, if you are the type who always forget things, okay? Maybe you want to do something and you forget. You, you try it, you will see the results. You start talking in tongues. You realize that the time will just come. 
the Holy Spirit will stir it from within and it will come. Next week, Sunday, the Lord gave me a message. God's wish for you and me. And I will, I will go along that line. God's wish for you and me. Praise the Lord. Alright. Let me show you another set of scriptures. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 6 through 12. Apostle Paul writes to the Thessalonian church and says some powerful things which we can also learn from. As far as today's message, find work to do is concern. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 6 to 12 he says, but we command you brethren in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you withdraw from every brother and for that matter every sister. You see in Christ we are called brethren. So it doesn't mean that oh the sisters can, sisters can be pardoned. No. Withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly. If you read such a verse and leave it alone, you may think that Paul is talking about somebody who is maybe fornicating or somebody who is just um, walking in drunkenness or somebody who is just misbehaving in the streets. No. You see what he meant by disorderly here. Let's put the scripture in context. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw, withdraw, withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. And here again, for that matter, which she received from us. So any brother or sister who didn't take heed to the, the tradition Apostle Paul said he had given to that church, withdraw from that brother. What was that tradition? Let's go on. Verse 7. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. Oh, I like Paul the Apostle. He set himself as an example. He said, follow us. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. For you yourselves ought, you know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you. What is Paul talking about when he's referring to disorderly, disorderly? Let's go on verse 8. Nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge. Now he's getting there. We're getting home. He's defining what he meant by disorderly. They did it. Paul says, we didn't eat any man's bread free of charge. We paid for it. Any food that was given to us, we paid for it. But worked with labor. Listen to the man. I thought labor is the same as work. In other words, it was not just working for working's sake, but working with I mean, being industrious, being focused, passionate. He said, work with labor and toil. Oh, even another one. <laughs> we work with labor and toil. Work with labor and toil. I thought this man was a church planter. I thought this man would spend some time in the closet only praying and coming out and saying, I'm going to, you know, preach the gospel. And after that, he go back to the closet. But the same man, who wrote two thirds of the New Testament says we worked. Hmm. It's getting hotter here. Work with labor and toil. Work with labor and toil. Work with labor and toil. In other words, we, we, we endeavored not to eat food free of charge. And those who like free, 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 everything free. There is nothing free in this world any longer. As far as the first century church was concerned, there was nothing free. Is it in our time that you want to take everything free? Yes. The poor will be attended to. But beyond that level, God says that rise up and move from the poverty level to the realm and to the level where you can also be a giver. And I'll show you the scripture. Glory be to God. We work with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. Do you see the mentality of Apostle Paul? We don't want to be a burden. We don't want to take things free of charge and then we are now a burden. The little that you have, we have to depend on it. We don't want to do that. So we work with labor and toil night and day. The question is, when did he now have time to do the work of the ministry. This is where the wisdom of God comes in. This is where 
as an individual because what I do may not be what you do but certainly there must be the wisdom of God to combine if you are a preacher listening to me if you are in the gospel work you must be able to find the wisdom of God to combine the work of the ministry with whatever work you find to do and so do the work of the ministry tirelessly whilst you work with labor and toil night and day so that we will not be a burden to any of you I'm showing you in scripture verse 9 he said not because we do not have authority I like that they had the authority Bible says the one that preached from the gospel is from the gospel they had that authority the Levites were feeding from the altar of the things that were given at the altar they had that authority but Paul said we ain't going to take our rights and privileges we're going, to, we're going to make ourselves rather as an example. He said, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example. Did you see that? Of how you should follow us. I'm communicating, child of God. Apostle Paul made himself an example. Not because he didn't have the authority to say, I pray to you. I have given you my spiritual things. One time he said, if I've given you spiritual things, is it wrong for me to receive your material things? Then he said, but thank God, I did not even receive anything from you. The man who was called to the Gentiles had the wisdom to combine tent making with his apostleship as a church planter, moving from place to place. One time he told the church of Rome that I have no more place. He had preached from Jerusalem to Illyricum. Illyricum is modern Yugoslavia. He said, I have preached from Jerusalem to Illyricum and there is no more room. I have no more place. So having no more place, I am coming to Rome. And I'm, I'm sure that when I come to you, I shall impart some blessing to the end that you may be established. Come on. This was the same man who had labored in the gospel and was so laboring, working with his hands, the thing which is good, night and day. So that he may feed himself and those who were with him. Alright. Verse 10. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. In fact, the, the King James says, neither should he eat. I think should is stronger than shall he eat. <laughs> neither shall he eat. It was a command. It was not a suggestion. This we commanded. In other words, child of God, don't sit down ideal and say that for me, I don't know what to do. You are underutilizing your brain. Put your brain to work. Put your hands to work. And if you're going to put your body to work, don't give it for sexual abuse. You can do some gym work and go for, you know, gym competition and win. <laughs> That's just by the way. If you're going to put your work, your body to work, you can, you can even enroll in a beauty pageant. Eh? In our world, people do it. And then they become the miss whatever of the world, miss whatever of the nation and their crown. And they become ambassador of whatever. It's work. So long as it is good. You represent your nation. If your conscience tells you that this is what God wants me to do, glory be to God. Nobody will frown upon it because many believers even watch these uh, programs anyway and they have never questioned it. So long as it is good. You are looking at me. I'm communicating to you. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. For when we were with you, even when we were with you, we commanded you this. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Verse 11. For we hear, listen to Apostle Paul. We hear, it's not everything that comes by revelation. There are some of the things it comes by, by report. We hear that there are some who work among you in a disorderly manner. So all this disorderly, disorderly Paul Apostle was talking about, he was talking about people who are not working at all. He said, we hear that there are some among you who among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busy bodies. I told you that there's a difference between busy body and busyness. If you are not working at all and all you do is flip, 
you even have a smartphone. I thought you should have been using other yam or cocoa yam phone. But you have a smartphone and you, <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's a serious matter. You have a smartphone and all you do is flipping through channels on your phone from here to here. And then when you exhaust your data, you send a message, can you send me some money for data? I've just run out of data. Abba. Is that leaving? Why don't you rise up? This is the year of great awakening. It is part of the awakening. Wake up! The world is put to a great surprise. Those who have, don't have any longer. Those who thought they could travel anyhow, can't travel any longer. The world has changed. And let me tell you something. I said it some few weeks ago in one of my messages. If you watch history and even check signs, you realize that any time there is a pandemic, the next moment is that it will become endemic. It is, it is a scientific fact. What am I saying? Whether it's a global pandemic, a continental pandemic, a regional pandemic, or a national pandemic, anytime there's a pandemic, it ends up being endemic. Endemic is where you learn to live with it. I said this about two weeks ago. Lo and behold, about a week ago, WHO has come that we must now learn to live with this global pandemic. Yes, that is going to be the result. In other words, you must find a way not only to survive in the midst of the global pandemic, but you must thrive and flourish in the midst of the global pandemic. Whilst others are famishing, as a child of God, rise up. You are the light of the world. Don't put your God to, to shame. Don't abandon your life to faith and say that, oh, now that there is no work, I'm going to stay. What are you talking about? There is always a way out for a child of God. You are not blind in your mind. You are alive. The Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you. So you have what it takes. The Holy Ghost can give you an idea. You may be the one. Look at people. Ghana. How, when did we start preparing nose masks? But the nose mask that is produced in Ghana is better than anywhere else in the world. Now Ghana is exporting nose masks. If not for the global pandemic, would we have done that? Some would never have had the idea of producing nose masks. So you see what the trouble has brought? It has brought ideas. That's what God seeks to do in your life. That is why in the midst of the global pandemic, don't join those who are crying. We are alive and well. And we can do well. Not only to feed ourselves, but even to feed others. Karabash Brandogos. I'm charging. Because somebody must wake up and tell yourself, enough is enough of this life of poverty. Even that smartphone that you have, you can make money out of it. Yeah. If it means selling it. So they can buy some cocoa yam phone or yam phone for the meantime. Yeah. What, what are those jewelry, I mean jewelry, doing in your home in these times? Why don't you find some blacksmith, goldsmith and sell it to them and start something. Some way, somehow, God will give you the idea. Let him labor, working with his hand, the thing which is good. If it's good, then find it. And I like it. Scripture says that seek and you shall find. In other words, you won't just, it won't just drop from heaven. Like, you know, ripe purple dropping onto your head. You must seek God. God, show me what to do. I know that I am not a burden. I am a blessing. I am not, I'm not a border. I am a blessing. Give me an idea that will solve a problem. And once you solve that problem, money is the reward for solving a problem. Okay. Let me round up with that scripture. Verse 11 of 2 Thessalonians again. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all. Let me stress on that. Not working at all. Even to, to clean your home, you won't even do it. Sweep around, you won't do it. You just get up and, and brush your teeth. Even your toothpaste has finished. And you don't have money to buy toothpaste. And you are crying, saying, I don't have anything. And everything you have to borrow. How long will that life continue? 
not working at all but our busy bodies now that we are not going anywhere we are all home we are now a busy body on phone busy body on phone please stop that you're not helping yourself yo verse 12 now those who are such we command and this morning by the spirit of the Lord I command you also now those who are such we command and exhort oh I like that in other words it's a command but at the same time we exhort you we know that things are tough but we exhort you you can do it you can do it I said you can do it wake up it's time to wake up we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread what the scripture saying here you see we are supposed to be a blessing you have to give what we read in in, in Ephesians 4 28 he says let him that stole still no more but let him labor working with his hand the thing that is good that he may have to give the essence of work is not so that you will just eat all that you have and not think about anybody else but what Paul is saying here is that even if you are not going to have to give at least have for yourself but don't just be dependent on today you call this one when you now call and they give and next time you call and you don't give then the person becomes your target you are now angry with the very person who helped you earlier on oh ho which kind of life is that am I communicating to somebody you call brother I need to and so the person sent next time you call he sent next time you call and said please I don't have it now you are not angry with the person and as if he, come on what are you talking about repent and start thinking of what you can do if you are not even going to think about others think about how you can do and eat he says that let him labor what let me see now those who are such we command and exhort through our lord jesus christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread it's not every time you should eat somebody's bread eat your own bread find work to do all right let me go to Acts 20, the last scripture. Acts 20. I'll take it from verse 31 through 35. Acts chapter 20. Acts 20 is a scripture that summarizes Apostle Paul's last day with the church of Ephesus. He had been with that church for three years and he had labored night and day teaching them the word of God. We are familiar with verse 32 of Acts 20 where he says, I, I, com I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. But today, I'm not going to read only verse 32. I'm taking from verse 31 into 35. Then you see the last instruction he gave before he departed by ship from them. Alright. Acts 20 from 31. Therefore, watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Can you imagine the man's passing? Three years, he was warning them night and day, night and day. And then he said he was doing that with tears. Verse 32, so now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Verse 33. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. That's clothing. He said, I didn't covet any man's silver or gold or apparel. I didn't. Apostle Paul is talking here. 34. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands, he was referring to his hands, you yourself know that these hands have provided for my necessities. No wonder he told that the same church of Ephesus, you remember Ephesians 4.28, he says that uh, let him that stole still no longer, but let him labor, working with his hands. The man was used to working with his hands. But he says we work not only with our hands, but with our brain. So if you don't have a handiwork, you have a brain work. And thank God for technology, brain work, it abounds. You can start an online trade. You can be a broker. 
Do you know that whilst the world is in a global pandemic and nations are locked down, particularly in Africa, do you know, child of God, that trade was still going on among the, the developed world? They were still doing online trade. It is true that planes were not fl- flying from one country to the other, but cargo planes were flying, bringing goods. And that is why the exchange rate was increasing. 5.59, 5. Point, you understand? 5.6. Because trade was still going on. China, where the coronavirus, COVID-19 started from, was still trading. Some parts of the West were still trading. And you are saying that, oh, there's no more plane flying, so I'm locked down in my room. What are you talking about? The world is now a global village. You must find work to do. You who are always on the net, don't just go on the net and be watching all the pornographic pictures and be exciting your, your flesh and having some wet dreams find work to do on that same net find work to do yo verse 34 again yes you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me look at Paul he did not only provide for himself but for those who were with him with his own hands he worked with his hands he was a tent maker. Okay. Then look at verse 35. I have shown you in every way. Oh, I like that. In every way. For this reason, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this. Paul said, the reason why I did this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Look at Paul. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. In other words, don't always remain at the bottom as the weak or as the poor. Rise up from that state. Wake up from that state. And you also labor. Even if you are not going to support anybody, just at least support yourself. Eat your own bread. The, the scripture we read in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. But rise up from just laboring for yourself and eating your own bread to now supporting others. Then he said, he gave the reason. He said, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. What does that mean? When you receive, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to receive. There is nothing wrong receiving. We all receive from people. And glory be to God, I am not an exemption. I mean, an exemption. We, we all receive. And it's beautiful. So when, when you are looking for something and somebody gives to you, ha, ah, I didn't expect this. I'm blessed. I've received it. I'm grateful. But he says that beyond receiving, which is a blessing, there is more blessing in giving than receiving. Why? Because when you receive and receive and receive and receive and there is no outlet for you to give, you become like the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is the only sea that has inlet but has no outlet. That is why it is called Dead Sea. Everything goes in but nothing goes out. It is dead. That kind of See, it stinks. And of course, that kind of life stinks. It stinks in the nostrils of God. Where you are always at the receiving end. God is saying, don't put yourself always at the receiving end. Don't remain poor. You may be referred as, I mean, you may refer to as poor. They, they refer to some people as the poor saints in Jerusalem. We saw it last, last week. The poor saints in Jerusalem. But if I were in that position and I'm referred to as a poor saint in Jerusalem, I, in the midst of the poverty, must also rise up to the place where I found something to do so that I can also be at an advantageous position to be a giver than always be at the receiving end. For it is more blessed to give. When you become a giver, okay, you become an outlet. Through which God can put more supply. So once God has found an outlet that when I give to this person, he can always give, then he brings more supply because you become the avenue through which he can supply to others. Why don't you become a supplier instead of always be at the receiving end? 
it is more blessed to give than to receive. Don't make yourself poor. Don't think poor. Don't say that I have no work to do. Yes, you must have traded in something which is not an essential service in the time that we live in. But you can change because the children need to eat. You need to take care of the home. You need to take care of the bills. So let God give you an idea. An idea to work with your hands or with your brain. An idea to support, solve a problem. And then that will bring you a reward. Even if it is 10 cities a day, it may be enough. How much do you spend on porridge and kose? It's just two cities. Kose, five kose is one city. A, 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 a rubber full of cocoa is one city. So two cities, that's for breakfast. So 10 cities can be enough for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if you are in that position, you can only take breakfast and dinner. You skip lunch so you can think more and work more. I rest my case. Find work to do. Christian salutations. It's not enough to call and say that, oh, I greet you with a holy kiss. But please remember me, you know, there's nothing for me to eat. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. You, your mind about Christian salutation is just so that you remember, you remind the brother that please, today I've not received any supply. It's wrong. But in the midst of Christian salutation, God says, remember the poor. So we who have, so remember those who don't have and endeavor to support. But whilst we are supporting, you are the supporting end. You who, um, you who are at the receiving end, let me put it that way. Don't remain at the receiving end. Find work to do. Apostle Paul made himself an example. I don't think anybody in our time, and for that matter, any preacher, has any excuse. I don't have any excuse. To say that because I am doing the work of the ministry, I cannot find any work to do. I actually found one. Long before coronavirus became popular, early January, I found one. And I'm telling you the truth. I did. I did. I did. And by the grace of God, I realized that it has not hindered my work of the ministry. It has rather enhanced my work of the ministry. In as much as I work night and day, I'm telling you, but I still labor in the gospel. And you may not know. Find work to do. I found it early January. Long before anybody could talk about coronavirus in Africa. It is true that it started somewhere 31st December. But early January, I found one. So I'm an example. And you can also be an example. I've been preaching more than I used to do when we used to gather. There is a program on IP Online Radio from Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. called Dawn Broadcast. One hour. I wake up, I do night prayer, but I still wake up at dawn to still minister. We used to have one service, I mean, revival service once a month. But every Wednesday since the lockdown, I have been preaching. Saturday prayer breakfast, still minister. I have to do prayer, worship, and still lead prayer. Sunday, I still have to minister. But after that, that is why these days, you see, God has taught me something. That is why these days, and I'm not saying this out of pride. I'm saying this to let you know that when you find work to do, there are some people who will be cut off naturally. Those who used to take all my time, they will call. Four hours, five hours. And I realize that this talk is empty chatter. It is just ideal talk and it's leading to poverty. I'll tell you, please, can I call you back? I have to, because I have work to do. That will bring money. What are you talking about? I have work to do. And yours is just to take all my time. I don't do that any longer. And yet I still have time to still minister to those who need my ministration. Counsel those who need my counsel. Attend to those who need my, my attention. And yet... I still make time for busyness. Not busy body, but busyness. Solving a problem. Maybe I can throw more light on this next week when I bring you a message called God's wish for you and me. The Lord bless you with understanding. May the Lord make you an example like Apostle Paul. That even if you are a preacher planting churches, now we are home. 
We are doing online streaming, preaching on radio. You can find work to do and be a blessing to a brother who needs your help and your support. Bible says, you who are strong, so bear with the infirmities of the weak and not to please yourself. We don't live for ourselves, child of God. We live for the one who died for us. What I've said to you, I have first and foremost said to myself, so that I will not be a castaway when judgment. Because this word, the same word I've preached, will judge us on the last day. So I have not put myself about the word. I have put myself under the word. What I'm preaching to you, I have a practical experience of it since January. And if I tell you the money that I have made within this period, I say that to the glory of God, it's more than many people who work out there in their monthly salary. And I haven't seen anything yet because I know greater blessing awaits me. I know. I pray that greater blessing will locate you wherever you are. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that God will surprise you with an idea in the midst of a lockdown situation, in the midst of stay homes, hashtag stay home, you will stay home and still make money. I pray for you that God will give you divine ideas. He will illuminate your mind with ideas, supernatural ideas. In the name of the Lord Jesus, find work to do. As you seek God, he give you a work to, to do a work with your hands, a work with your brain, a work with your body, a work a work that will bring money that will bring reward because you saw the problem I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus I'll prophesy to somebody right now listening to me wake up wake up it's time to wake up it's time to wake up it's time to wake up it's time. begin to pray. God, awaken in me ideas. Any torment ideas. Anything you must do is already in you. What you are capable of doing, you are already wired with it. It's on the inside. So as you pray, let it be stirred up. As you pray, let it be stirred up. Let it be the stirrings. Of ideas, supernatural ideas, ideas to plant your ideas that will bring reward, reward of wealth. Maranto Sepa, Marante Easy, Segerevitu, Reverence, Maropa, Esheka Telemenegata, Mantelemenegataja, Roboroba Sotaya, Maranto Sepe, Parimaranta, Intelemenegata, Roboroba Suprahanda, Esheketes, 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 Pramerantas. Mrandes, 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 Maragatosi Grigata, Rubber of the Seto, Peles, Paramaranta, Rubber of the Sapravapa, Raikapalas, Raikapalasa, Rantos, let ideas be spread up. Let God give you supernatural ideas. Ideas, ideas. You may be the one to start a home school where you take three, four people and teach them. Hey, Shalabasa, you may be the one to start an online school. Marandos. Let ideas come. Whatever your hand finds, you do it with all your might. That thing must be within the context of that which is good. May God give you that idea right now. In the name of Jesus. As an antenna, and you will pick prophetic signals, you will pick prophetic signals, you will know the will of God in the times that we live in, and you will walk in that will in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let God awaken in you supernatural ideas. Wake up, child of God, wake up, child of God, wake up, and find work to do in Jesus' holy name. The Lord bless you, 
with supernatural understanding and let that which you find remain a business that will become bigger and greater like just as we have a global pandemic what you find to do will become a global business may the Lord make you rich beyond your dreams may the Lord enrich you with substance that you may have to give to those who need that is one purpose for working we don't work for ourselves we work so that we will be a help may the Lord raise you as a helper may the Lord move you from the poverty end to the giver end may the Lord move you from the receiving end to the giving end for it is more blessed to give than to receive there is nothing wrong receiving but be more blessed as God make you as God makes you a giver be more blessed be blessed more be blessed more be blessed more hallelujah